first scripture reading for the morning comes from Luke 24, verses 1 through 8. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices that they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. One of the popular images of Jesus and the story of his betrayal and crucifixion is that he went through all of it alone, that all of his disciples abandoned him. Judas betrayed him. Simon Peter denied him. Everyone fled. But that's not entirely true. The women stayed nearby. These were not just any women, but a group of women who had traveled with Jesus for a long time, who had journeyed with him all the way from his home region in Galilee. These were women who had made his ministry possible. Luke records for us, back in chapter 8, way back before his journey to Jerusalem ever began, Jesus was still ministering up in Galilee, And Luke records for us that Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household. Susanna, and many others. And then Luke records that these women were helping to support them out of their own means. It's very unusual in a highly patriarchal society to have women so closely involved in the support of a ministry like this. These are the women who stayed nearby through the entire weekend of Jesus' death and resurrection. As Jesus was carrying his cross to Golgotha, the place of the skull, and Simon from Cyrene was forced to help him, a large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. When Jesus died that Friday afternoon, everyone saw what took place. They beat their breasts and went away. But all of those who knew him including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. 
When Jesus was buried hastily in a tomb that belonged to Joseph of Arimathea, the women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and saw how his body was laid in it. And then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in accordance with the commandment. The devotion of these women to Jesus was so strong that they could not help but see him all the way through his burial. They never left his side. They had supported him from the beginning, and they would support him to the very end. These women lived out the words from Psalm 46, which we have read together today. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Because these women stayed close to Jesus from beginning to end, because they cared for him, they were given the gift of the greatest discovery in the history of the world, the empty tomb. They knew it was the right tomb. They had seen Jesus be buried there just two days earlier, but now that tomb was empty. And the women were reminded of the words of Jesus, which he had told them so long ago in Galilee, that all of this was going to happen, even the part about Jesus being raised again. The women were told this by two men, Luke records, who had clothes that gleamed like lightning. Men in clothes that gleamed like lightning would surely have reminded them, as it may remind us, of the story of the transfiguration of Jesus back in his ministry in Galilee when Jesus' clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning and two men appeared, Moses and Elijah, And they appeared in glorious splendor to talk with Jesus about his departure, about his exodus. The parallels between the resurrection of Jesus and the transfiguration of Jesus are unmistakable. The original exodus way back in the Old Testament happened centuries earlier when the Israelites were freed from slavery in Egypt. They experienced an exodus as they walked right out of that land into the new life that God had called them to experience. And now Jesus has experienced a new exodus from a much more powerful captor, even death itself. And not only death, but the power of sin which leads to death. Two days earlier, Jesus had succumbed to the power of death, but today he has walked right out of that tomb and into the new life that God has given him. As many parallels as there are between the transfiguration of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus, there are as many, if not more, parallels between the exodus of the Israelites and the exodus of Jesus from the tomb. The women who stayed nearby were the first to experience and know 
that this day was not a day of sorrow like they had anticipated, but this was a joyful day that had dawned for them. I'd like to share with you a song that I found this week. Um, It's entitled in English, Joyful the Day that Dawned for Us, or The Joyful Day Has Dawned for Us. This is a song that comes from Lithuania. Um, And don't worry, I won't be singing in Lithuanian. I don't think I can. Uh, Lyrics are in English, so they'll hit the meter of the song a little bit oddly in a couple of places, but that's okay. Um, This is a song that um, apparently is a traditional Easter hymn in Lithuania, um, and it speaks about the joy of the day that has dawned. And now hear these words from Luke 24, verses 9 through 12, the next few verses in the story. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The women weren't finished yet. They were given the task of becoming the first Christian missionaries in the history of the world. The women were the first to share the good news that Jesus had been raised from the dead. These women told the good news to people who should have been ready to accept it, the other disciples of Jesus, who had heard these same words from Jesus about his upcoming death and resurrection. It's not like Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary and the others were going to some far-off people group in some distant corner of the world to tell them about the risen Savior. These were Jesus' people who should have known, who should have stayed nearby too, who should have been ready for this news. But they weren't ready for it. The other disciples were not ready to accept the women's report. It sounded like nonsense. Peter even had to go see it for himself. And even when he saw the empty tomb, he didn't know what to make of it. The women simply were not believed by those who heard their story. But that doesn't make their story any less true. These women have the honored position of being the first to know about Jesus' resurrection, and the first to tell others about it. The whole story of Easter depends on their presence and participation in the story. And in fact, the whole Christian movement itself depends on these women being faithful to Jesus and sharing the story of his resurrection with others. Now, as Luke concludes this last chapter of the gospel, Jesus does appear in person to his followers. He has not appeared in person yet, even to these women. 
Uh, First, he appears to two people on the road to uh, Damascus. That's another guy later. Emmaus, it's seven in the morning. He appears to a couple of people on the road to Emmaus, and then to Simon Peter, and then to the whole group of disciples. And these women aren't mentioned again in this book. Until we get to Luke's sequel, which is the book of Acts. Luke and Acts go together, written by the same author to the same audience, and they're meant as a two-volume set. And these same women appear in the first chapter of Acts. Forty days after the resurrection, 40 days from Easter Sunday, Jesus ascended into heaven. And then the 11 disciples returned to Jerusalem and stayed there together, joining together constantly in prayer, And Luke records that they were there along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. So when we tell the story of the resurrection of Jesus and of the early days of the Christian movement, we must recognize and honor the women who were present and made it happen. And we should become more like them ourselves faithful to Jesus in the best of times and in the worst of times, going to wherever Jesus is, remembering his words, telling others about the good news of new life in his name. Let us join with Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, Joanna, Susanna, and all of the others. Let us rejoice and be glad for the Redeemer has come.